The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Hospitality versus entertainment. Is there actually any difference? Yeah, is there? I think there is. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Candace Decker St. Louis. <laughs> and we're welcoming you to another episode of the Inside Track where we share tools, techniques, thoughts, and ideas that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone to make our house into a home where our families thrive and we get to live the best life possible. So mm-hmm. there was a time. Yes, there was. That I was horrified. To entertain? to entertain. I didn't know what hospitality was. Mm -hmm. So I have discovered that there is a vast difference. Maybe you've already discovered there's a vast difference and maybe you haven't yet discovered. We're going to unpack that a little bit today and really you'll learn and maybe we'll learn some more because Candace always shares me insights. Mm. Shares me insights. (laughs) Shares insights with me. (laughs) Told you it was going to be the blooper reel. This is going to be the blooper episode. So difference. How would you describe the difference between hospitality and entertaining? I would say entertaining comes with stress. Entertaining comes with a lot of weight on the shoulders. Hospitality is more being yourself and welcoming people into who you be with your family. Into your home or into... And, and I think hospitality and entertaining could even be off-site. It doesn't even have to be in your home. Yep. But I know for me, when I used to invite people into my home, and I didn't know that I was horrified, but I was feeling horrified. The angst of having to get my house clean. Yep. Of, do you, you okay, so Candice <laughs> has got a story before I even fully describe entertaining. So entertaining to me is it's got to be done right. Yeah, You've got to have the food positioned properly. It's got to be displayed well. And I've got to be on. And there has to be lots of it. Lots of it, which I still think is kind of fun with hospitality. You can't yes. take that away from me. Okay. I got to make twice what we need. Yeah. And I think that could exist in hospitality or entertaining. But certainly for me, the angst associated with having people over would often cause me to say, no, thanks. I can't do this because it's going to take me a week to recover, Mm -hmm. a week to get ready and a week to recover. And then I got it clean and I didn't really want to clean. And And during the event, too, you're also high stress. It's not a... Right. I was pretty high strung about the whole deal. Yeah. So what's your story? Oh, that's it. I just can remember from childhood, you like running orders of what we need to clean and we divide up the chores and, and uh, yeah, what I always got the heavy like? load. Yeah. yeah. What did that sound like, Candace? <laughs> well, you taught us well how to clean bathrooms and <laughs> Windex and vacuum and, and like very specifically, we'd have to take off the head of the vacuum and do the corners and move things and all that, like really thorough cleaning. Although Ryan didn't always get the memo, so he wouldn't do a good job. So then it would always be my job to do. <laughs> You'd think so. Yeah. Okay. So now we're watching family dynamics. I yes. love that, right? Like that's that's the behind the, behind, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So do you recall when it shifted 
from entertaining. I don't know if I recall the, the exact time, but I can think of moments when it changed. Like it was usually last minute. Um, it was less about entertaining and it was all about hospitality. So I remember on Sundays we go to church. We had no plans after church. And then afterwards, when you're socializing, you'd have a good conversation with someone and you'd be like, hey, come on back. We'll have some food. And I remember looking at you like, what do you have prepared? And you're like, nothing. <laughs> we got to go through the cupboards as soon as we get home <laughs> and figure out what's for lunch. And it was always, everybody was happy. We just hung out and ate whatever. Usually it was nachos or something last minute that could be thrown together. Yeah. And so I think what I'm hearing you say, Candice, and, and as you're saying it, I'm feeling the energy mm -hmm. in my body shift. When you talk about entertaining and the stress associated with perfection. Right. Because that's really what it, and maybe for you, you don't take entertaining to that degree and you're going, eh, I'm still not really sure there's a big difference. I would say the big difference entertainment usually means presentation, mm -hmm. perfection, well done, executed, and it has a lot of forethought. Yeah. That's probably the other big piece forethought whereas hospitality is kind of yep take me as i am yes and if you like me awesome mm -hmm. and if you don't awesome like take me as i am and take my house as it is right so now you've grown up yep and you're living in the same space that you actually helped design yep when you were a teenager we had a home building company ken and i and you helped us design the home that we were going to live in by yes. Solid Rock Foundation. Yep. And then when we were going to leave there, yep. You, well, actually, not you, my husband. Yeah. What did he decide? He decided it was a great house to live in. I wasn't so convinced. Now that we're living there, I am. Um, but I had always seen it as our family home designed for a family of four, not designed for a family of seven. So, yeah, so we're quite happy there. Um, so when it comes to entertaining or having people over, I would say I have taken on some of the entertaining uh, stresses. So I wouldn't invite certain people over because um, I'm thinking of one in particular. She, to me, she was like the Martha Stewart amazing mom ever. Uh, Home-cooked meals. She would invite us over. Everything would be pristine and she'd like make pepper soup from scratch. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> and, and then I was always stressed to invite their family over because I, I felt like I couldn't meet the same standard. And then the other, a, a while later, so I didn't, um, I saw her in the grocery store and we were just crossing paths and um, I was picking up something right after dropping off the kids from school. And she looked at me and I knew she needed to talk. She almost burst into tears at the grocery store. Like she just needed a friend. And I said, I have coffee on. Come on over. Let's talk. And I was like, what did I just do? My house is a mess. There's stuff all over. I haven't vacuumed maybe in a week. <laughs> like it's not pretty. And now I'm inviting Martha Stewart basically over. <laughs> and she gets over and she really didn't care about my messy house. She really just mm -hmm. cared about the company. And I remember the defining moment was she was tearing up a bit and needed 
a Kleenex and she saw a wrinkled up piece of paper towel on my floor <laughs> and she just picked it up and wiped her face with it and I was like, oh, okay. She'll probably never remember that moment just knowing that we were there for each other. I remember it a little bit, but it, it's not about the clean house. It's about the hospitality. It's about just being with somebody. Yeah. And that's yep. probably the greatest definition of hospitality. Yeah. It's just let me come into your space. Yeah. And let's just be together yep. and we'll what will come up will come up and we don't have to worry about using a paper towel <laughs> <laughs> to wipe our snotty face. Yeah. Uh-huh. So hospitality, people will and generally do forget what you say. Mm-hmm. Like they don't remember what we say often, unless it's something really poignant, right? Most of the time, though, people will remember how we cause them to feel. Mm-hmm. And that really is hospitality. Yeah. How do they make, how do we make you feel? What about special occasions? Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Valentine's even, those times where we tend to get together to have festivities. Mm-hmm. So we've created for you access to over 403 Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, thoughts, ideas, how to make your house a home, how to grow wealth, how to simply whole have an amazing life, both at home and in business. And you can find those on the YouTube channel. And today I'm going to continue as Jetta Decker and you're going to continue as... Candace Decker, say Well, and we did decide before we got on the air, this was going to be a bit of a blooper reel. So I am finding my mouth is full of bloopers today. Yes. And that's kind of cool because with hospitality, mm-hmm. which was in segment one, we talked about hospitality versus entertaining. And in hospitality, you're very much taking somebody as they are. Yes. And when it comes to the big holidays, I find... Either people are incredibly joyous and excited and bubbly and can't wait to get started and they get started early with inviting and getting ready and all of that, or it's a time that's incredibly devastating. It's a time of lonely. It's a time of more retreat. It's a time of hiding. It's a time of checking out because it's just really hard. Whether it's because you've lost someone dear to you recently or whether you've had some bad experiences on holidays. Like it could be any reason. And yet the reason causes almost a devastation of the person. Mm -hmm. And so how do we, if we're having a great time, how do we invite people in rather than encourage people to stay where they are, maybe stuck and feeling terrible? Right. Yeah. So there's a few... Uh, suggestions. Um, I used to work at a retirement home. And so going into those places, they it can be really lonely. It, it, it's really sad on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like no one visiting them. They don't have family that makes the effort to come out and they're just by themselves at the dinner table. So going to places like that, bringing your kids, they love to see children. They they light up. So like handing out candy canes or, um, you know, just, just saying hi. Uh, there's also events where groups come in and sing and that sort of thing. They just absolutely love that. So that's one way to go out and reach 
others that may be feeling lonely. And I find for me, one of the most precious thing that anybody's ever done for me when I have felt sad or lonely or distraught, whether at a holiday time or not, there has been some difficult holidays. The first one after my brother was gone. Yeah. Um, And not that the second one wasn't hard, but the first one was harder. Yeah. And so just having somebody sit and talk with me face to face, eyeball to eyeball, Mm -hmm. actually see each, just to be seen can be a shift. Yeah. And so hosting Mm -hmm. around the holidays or around those times where people might want to retreat if it's a hard time for them, bringing them in, how, what have you done? Um, so we've, uh, as a family around Thanksgiving, there's programs where you can invite international students that don't have anywhere to go, uh, to come into your house and experience a traditional meal. Um, and a traditional experience, yeah. like the whole thing, right? Prayer for Thanksgiving around the table and mm-hmm. conversations of gratitude and what yeah. we are, do have to be grateful for. Cause I know that for those that I know and for myself, Thinking about times that were maybe easier or better can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another time is Christmas. A lot of a lot of people don't actually have an extended family to be with. Um, it might just be the them, or it might just be one person all by themselves. So what could I, be that they're living in another city. It doesn't yeah. mean they don't have family. It's yeah. just maybe not ex- family here. Right. 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 So what we've done in the past is that we've invited others into our family Christmas on Christmas Day. So uh, inviting them by uh, an invite, obviously, just a word, um, and saying, you know, come, join us, sit down at our table. There's going to be lots of food and we'd love to uh, have you there with us. Yeah. And so tell us, like we did that when you were growing up. And yep. so you had seen it. Yeah. And then last year you said, I'd like to do that. And Mm -hmm. I said, I can't this year. I don't got what it takes this year. (laughs) I'm checked out. I, I just want a quiet, simple, because sometimes it's nice to have a quiet, simple Christmas. Yep. And not necessarily do we need a lot of, right? So it's to distinguish, I think, too, between those that are looking for quiet this year and those that are relegated to quiet because they don't feel like they have another choice. Right. Yeah. And so it was in those conversations. What are you, are you looking forward to Christmas? What are you doing? What are your plans? Um, you can hear the, um, just the sadness about being alone if they are being alone. Um, and you know, it's just going to be a quiet one this year and that sort of thing. So then I would invite those people, um, to our Christmas and, it wasn't necessarily about gifts. Um, we did games. We did appetizers. We did the Christmas meal too. And people would be like, what can I bring? And I, I would say, oh, it would be great if you could bring potatoes or, or whatever. Because when someone contributes, they really feel a part of it. it and um, if they don't, it's less feeling like part of the family. And especially if they ask. If they're offering, yeah, absolutely. And if they didn't offer, it's like it's we got great. it under control. Yeah. Because you phone me and you tell me what to bring. <laughs> right? Yeah. You say, I know you didn't want to come and you're coming yeah. and this is what you're bringing. And so how was it for you last year with the extended, extended, many different families that didn't even know each other? 
Right. What yeah. was incredible is one family, mm -hmm. several families that were invited then said, well, actually, we have one or two people coming over to our house. Yeah. Can they come too? Yes. And so we had family and friends of those people. Of those yeah. people. Yeah. And it actually worked out really nice. It did. So thank you. You're She's trying to get me right here, right now to tell you that she was right and mama was wrong. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you liked it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say is that thing to remember when you're doing the inviting? Oh, it's just hearing their heart and, and and being okay with either no thank you or yes, please, or, or whatever. That's really sweet. I remember my kids got into it too. So they went to school and started seeing who who seemed like they didn't have any family to celebrate with. So they would go invite their classmates and their classmates' parents or whatever. And so one of the moms came up to me and said, uh, I hear we've been invited for Christmas. Um, thank you, but we do have we do have family to celebrate with. My son didn't really tell the whole truth that we're alone this Christmas. And uh, but I feel honored you you invited us. Right. Yeah. And so just not, I think the big thing you just said that I mm. absolutely love is I used to be overzealous because I know this is going to be great. Like the years that I was excited about it. I know it wasn't <laughs> last year, but I, you got me there. I would be overzealous. And mm. in my overzealousness, I almost made somebody feel bad if they then wanted to say no. Right. And so just hearing you now, Candace, say it's the heart my heart, listening to their heart, mm -hmm. and then inviting them and being okay with a yes, no, or even a maybe in this case. Right. Yep. Right. So who will you invite this year to join you for Christmas dinner? And, mm -hmm. or will you accept an invitation mm -hmm. when somebody invites you? Now we've extended the invite. We've decided that we're all about hospitality and not entertaining. So we're not stressed. And now what? Well, First is we're the Decker team. I'm Candace Decker St. Louis. And I'm Yetta Decker. And for over 30 years, we've had the privilege of really helping families thrive at home and in business, mm -hmm. in life with their families, mm -hmm. and even in other people's homes. Yes. Kind of cool. And so, Candace. Yes. What would you say now? What do we do? Like, what we're going to learn a little bit on this episode is what are we going to do now? That we've yep. given the invite. Yep. We've maybe never done it before. Right. Because maybe you haven't done it before and you're thinking, well, I'm kind of enticed. I watched segment one, segment two, and now I'm thinking, I'm ready. I can do this. Mm -hmm. But what on earth am I going to do besides serve food? Right. With all these people that you may or may not know. Right. Or may not know each other. Well, so probably don't. Yep. So the first thing I would say is just relax, <laughs> breathe, and uh, enjoy yourself. And then other people can enjoy. Um, and also have an idea of what you're going to do uh, for the evening. So one for Christmas, um, it may be games. It may be... Uh, there are a lot of games on YouTube. You could laugh a lot. If you just look up Christmas games, minute to win it games, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, last year we played the, um, we got big oven mitts. Everyone has oven mitts, so you can get oven mitts. We had a Santa's hat, right? Do we have also an apron? I can't remember. But we had the that, and then we also had a gift 
I think I did puzzle or something like that, that was wrapped up multiple, multiple layers. And, and the idea when you wrap it, so yes. we're going to give you the real tips, not that you can't go on YouTube to find it, but we got, got it right and we got it wrong because we mm -hmm. wrapped several because we ended up, this became our game of the, the season. Of the night. Yeah, everyone loved well, it. Well, and then we did it here when yep. we had the next gang over. So we just kind of kept repeating this game. And it we just did it with a hat, an elf hat or a baker's hat or some sort of Christmas. It was a Christmas elf hat that we worked with, but yep. it doesn't matter. You pick a favorite silly hat and the oven mitts. And you could do an apron too, but then you lose a lot of time in switching over and not as much time to get to unwrap the gift. Mm -hmm. So the trick is when you wrap the gift... Make sure it's a square box, right? And then chocolates is a good idea. Well, they get kind of trashed, but eh, not bad. You wrap it really, really tight because by the time you get to the, say, the ninth or tenth layer, if you haven't been tight in all the layers, it's very difficult to make it difficult. For not mm -hmm. for people not makes to be able to open easy, it yeah. makes it too easy, right? Yeah, and kids could play, adults could play, everybody yeah. could. Everybody play. played. So what we did is we got a, a pair of dice too, and you needed doubles um, to get the gifts. So the first person would start. Let's say it's Yada. She gets on her oven mitts. The timer starts, and, and her hat, and her hat, and I get the dice, and I start rolling. If I get doubles, then she has to pass me the gift. And then I put on the oven mitts and the hat and I start opening this gift. It's really difficult <laughs> to open this gift. So you're all standing around the table and we had over 20 people standing around this table, like raring to go, waiting for their turn. And, oh, yeah, I have to roll dice. I'm too busy passing. And it, it sometimes people would get started and sometimes they wouldn't. So they get frustrated and <laughs> pass it along. But it became a really big hoot. Of a time, and you get to know your neighbors, and you get to know how competitive people are around the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then another thing we've done, both yeah. at Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, and any time we've just even had hospitality, is to engage people in conversation. Because mm -hmm. so often, even if it's that quick invite after church, not on a big occasion, it is still people will bring people. Mm -hmm. Right? You've even called me sometimes and said a couple. 10 people coming. You didn't invite them, but I know that you're going to be home. So I'm bringing a gang and I've done the same to you. Yeah. And I do it more and more. <laughs> it's kind of fun to return the favor. And so asking an open-ended question yeah. that everybody gets to answer around the table. And a simple one is, what are you grateful for? Yeah. Right. Or what do you find difficult? Yeah. Or what do you love most about your last week? Mm -hmm. Or what are you looking forward to this week? Yep. Like, They're all great questions. And they yeah. start conversations as well. And you get to know a person in a different way. Yeah. Than just, hi, my name's Candace. Susan. And yeah. then I love playing the name game. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if you're wanting to learn everybody's name around the table, and maybe you've already done this, is simply choose an adjective that starts with the same letter as your name. So mm -hmm. the one I usually go with when I'm choosing my name to start with a Y, Yetta, I just go with Yummy Yetta. Yummy Yetta. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or maybe Yaki Yetta. Yes. Candace likes Yaki Yetta. I like Yummy Yetta. <laughs> and uh, so it's just something to create fun. And, and then what ends up happening is you remember the names. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. So what are some of those other things that someone might want to do if they're having people in they don't know to create comfort, not only just for the hostess create right. and the host or the gang that are hosting? Mm-hmm. What else w- have we done, would you recommend, to make it comfortable for the guests? Um, I would just say like openness and friendliness, uh, laughter goes a long way, music playing. Um, so there's not dead time, (laughs) quiet time. Um, that's awkward. Um, yeah. And just all the different ages, like everybody's just having, having fun. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. And thing that I think used to run through my brain a lot when I was switching from the concept of entertaining to hospitality is what if there's not enough food? Yeah. Yeah. So I always have extra, like we all have extra in our cupboards. Thankfully, most of us, us, whether it's a couple extra bags of chips just to throw out on the table last minute Uh, trick this summer I was doing a lot was having extra romaine lettuce croutons and um, Caesar salad dressing and some of those pre-made bacon bits from Costco. Like that would always be extra in my fridge. And then if I need to make a big salad in a short amount of time, it's not stressful for me. Uh, I don't feel like I'm away from my guests very long. And then it's something most people really enjoy. Right. And then yeah. I'll often put the bacon bits on the side because I have a lot of vegetarian friends. And I'm liking plant-based eating myself these <laughs> days. So there's ways to kind of make it all go around. And the rule that I came up with for me was that anything went. Yeah. Like all protocol around what food could be served with what food and how you served it and how you mixed it was off the table. Yep. I, I'm trying to think of some of the most eclectic stuff I've done, but I've come home and in a panic boiled 18 eggs yep. and made egg salad sandwich. Yep. Right? Like just egg salad sandwiches. That's what we're having. I got enough bread in the cupboard. Let's go with this. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Like it doesn't have to be fancy food. Brown beans have come out of the cupboard. Yeah. Oh, the hot dogs have come out of the freezer, thawed in a hurry, thrown into the brown beans, and here we go. Or cook them separately. Pickles are great too. They're usually just in the cupboard and they they go a long way as well. Yeah. So I think never fear not having enough food because even if it turned out that your cupboards didn't have that much in them and you really couldn't pull together enough food – What I've discovered is when people come to hang out with you, they're actually there to hang out with you. Yeah. They're actually not. I mean, yeah, they want some food, some sustenance. It's nice to break bread and be together. And yet that's not the deal. Mm -hmm. So when hospitality becomes entertainment, it gets stressful. So we're going to encourage you have fun. Yes. Thanks for being our partners and letting us be your partners in real estate and in life because together we've got this moving forward with the decorative moving forward